this goes out to my Brooklyn crew. Put James all in there if you feel me. More day, more night. We don't love. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards, and welcome to another episode of the Father Mocking Protocol. Bring the music in now, Bessie. Yeah, man, it's your man Dean Edwards. Got my man Big Mike on the boards. Clapping it out, and I have a special guest. My man Joseph Bessie is not here, man, but y'all make sure y'all check out his clips. He's the producer extraordinaire of this wonderful podcast you're listening to right now. Um, he was too busy to show up today. He'll love the fact that I'm saying that when he hears this. And uh, you can follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Joseph Bessie, B E C S E Y, and uh, check out his clips, uh, his YouTube channel, because they have a bunch of clips. Uh, and sketches they've been doing. Uh, as always, you know, tell a friend about the Father Monk Protocol. Subscribe uh, on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, and also our, our network, All Things Comedy. Shout out to Bill Billy Burr. I keep trying to get used to saying Bill instead of Billy. When you know somebody before they were right, right. Uh, he did a certain Lawrence name. Fishburne. Yeah, he's, 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 Lawrence he's, he's, Fishburne was Lawrence Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Now I'm Lawrence. It's like you can speak to him. He will look you just right through you if you call him Larry. Yeah, don't call him Larry. Like, so that's Pee Wee's that Playhouse. What, is that what Bill's doing now? I, I guess so. You know, <laughs> but I still call him Billy. Much love and shout out to uh, Billy Burr and Al Magical and, and the whole crew over at All Things Comedy, man. And I got a special guest. This is one of my, my mans. We go back like Spinal Cords and 8-Tracks. <laughs> um, first time I saw this dude was on the, the many years defunct uh, BET <laughs> Teen Summit. Used to come on Saturday mornings. <laughs> the year was 1995. 1995. Yes. Uh very funny comedian, very talented actor, writer, and good friend, my man, in the building, my man, Rick Younger. Thank you, thank you, thank big you. Up, big up, big up, man. It's good to be here, man. It's good, good to have you here on, in the living room, man. And like I said, the first time, because comics, comics are funny because we go, we all have our stories about the first time you met somebody, the first time you were introduced to somebody. Teen Summit, actually, I think they're doing, I give BT credit finally because they're finally, I think Teen Summit was good. Yeah. Uh, because it get, it was sort of like, I guess a uh, uh, talk show for teenagers. Yeah. Like in the, in they the, had some good stuff back they then because they had teen, they had Teen Summit and they had Our Voices with Bill Our Smith. Voices, yeah. That? yeah I actually interned on that show. Did you? Yes. Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're from Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore. Okay. I started doing stand up in Washington D.C. Right, right, because right. I went to University of Maryland, which is right outside right. of D.C. Right. So that's you know, so like if you run into people like Tony Woods, whatever. You right. Know, right. Tony's like my mentor, and you know Tony's, Tony's like, a lot of DC cats. Yeah, mentor it's like if from, you came over, you would be wise to be right. mentored by Tony right. Woods if right. you could. It's like you know any of y'all who don't know who Tony Woods is, Google him. Right. It's like Shawty. one of one of uh, one of, another one of the DC guys, Chris Paul described Chris Paul, described uh, Tony Woods it's like he's like you know he's like. Dave got a lot of his yeah. style from Tony Woods. Dave and Chappelle, he, for those that And don't he described know. Dave as Tony Woods read a book. Did you know, it, like, it. you know, it's like, <laughs> so like, that's true, though. Because you, well, you, you look at somebody like, when you look at Chappelle, and, and I went to see Chappelle um, the first night of his run at uh, Radio City yeah. last month. And 
uh, James Lipton from uh, Inside the Actors Studio. It, it was nice. They did a little sketch yeah. telling people with, with Lipton where he was telling people to turn their cell phones off or mm-hmm. uh, y- your ass will get ejected. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and then after the clip showed, then Lipton's little frail body walks out mm-hmm. and says, I, you know, when I interviewed Dave... I asked him who his favorite comedians were. And obviously that list was short, numbering only like five or six. And this next man is one of one of his favorite comics that was on that list. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tony Woods. And when Tony came, I was I was happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Tony, I like, Tony is that guy who, like, Tony has had various opportunities that haven't panned out. But, for Tony, reason. but yeah. Tony is the guy who's going to benefit because he has his fans are yeah. people like Dave, yeah. uh, like myself, like you me. know, like you. Like yeah. something's going to happen for one of us, and he's right. going to play somebody's brother <laughs> right, or somebody's right. uncle. You know, right. hopefully he he won't have to be somebody's grandfather. Right, right. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> the guy is an amazing comic. Is you know, it's like and, and, and I, a good I, person, good yeah, friend. I've seen him. I've been on a show with him. I've seen him turn a boo. Into a standing ovation. Oh. You know, it's one thing, like, to bomb. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to get booed, a uh, boo start, and you survive. Yeah. But to, turn a, yeah. to yeah. turn a boo around to a standing ovation, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's power. like, masterful. That's power. Yeah. yeah. And and what I dig about Tony, uh, a.k.a. Bobo Woodsy, <laughs> uh, is, is that Tony... He makes the crowd come to him. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like you could have five high energy comics. You could have one comic, like uh, using examples like uh saying Arnez J. Yeah. Who's excuse me, who's who's extremely high energy. And then say uh a talent. Yeah. Who who you know is is rap fire. Then say a Drew Frazier who's you know quick and rap yeah, yeah. fire. And then Tony has to follow them. Uh and Tony just real yeah. laid back. Remember back in the day, Carolines, they used to have, what, Wednesday nights? Was, Wednesday night. Black uh, night. And, uh, uh, Ed Lover and yeah. Dr. Dre. Carolines. And, and remember, before, before, I think Royale used to host that some Royale, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember going there one night, and it was the same type of deal. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's high energy, and it's like, you know, black comedy marathon. Right. Like 27 right. comics in. Yo, can I get a guest spot? Right, yeah. That turns like, into 20. Yeah, and it's like... Checks of everything, everything that says a comedy show is over and right. no one can handle the situation. And Tony's the only and, one that's, he, right. he's one of the few people that's booked, but suddenly yes. uh, what went from him being the third comic, he's now the 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 eighth comic right. on the lineup. And I, and I saw him go up there and people are talking and everything. And I just seen him get up and just start talking yeah, and just start yeah. talking. And I don't know what it is. It must be the. Is, I'm sure the uh, lack of fear of or something that just he just does what he does. And it was mm-hmm. almost like the people were like, "This guy is still talking. He might be saying something we need." And they right. just slowly right. just got quiet. Yeah. And yeah. listened to him. Yeah. And he just he spreads like 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 locust bad. It's just a slow bubble, yeah. slow build. Because it's like because the people up front who can hear him are like they're cracking up. Right. So then right. the next tier is like, hey, we better listen because those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know. comedy is contagious, man. And uh, I'll never forget uh, uh, both both our friend uh, Todd Lynn, yeah. Daily Departed Todd Lynn. Todd told me a story. This had to be I'm going to say around 96, 96, Ooh. 97. So it was the Def Comedy Jam Tour. So yeah. the Def Jam Tour, I think uh, Todd was opening. And 
I can't remember everybody was on the on the uh, tour, but I think uh, I want to say it was Todd. I know Tony, uh, Tony Woodsy, maybe Tony Roberts, T Rex from DC, yeah, and uh, and maybe like Mike B, aka Mike Britt, and maybe Drew Frazier. So this is this is the shows in Detroit, right? Uh-huh. At like Fox Theater, yeah. They uh Todd tells me he's like, hey man, yeah, Dean. And, and, and I know I remember it because I think Todd called me about it. Cause I had I had a brick. My mother used to work for um this phone company, this long distance company sprint. She no, not I'm not a brick of drugs. She 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 gave me I had like two bags full of calling cards. Right. And so I used to just give my friends, yo, here's like 20. Uh, calling cards yeah. for twenty dollars, and this is long. This is before cell phones, right? Right. Had been, like, for those you of you who are confused, a, it's like <laughs> right. For, for those that are listening, cell phones uh, at this point, the only reason you had a cell phone, which was called a mobile phone, yes. was if you were a drug dealer, <laughs> a rapper that needed a, a mobile phone in the video to floss next to the uh, rims. And it of was your, very big. Yeah, and it was and it was a <laughs> it was the size of your forearm. And so uh, Todd hits me. He's like, hey, Dean, man, you ain't going to believe what just happened in in, uh, in Detroit. So I'm like, yo, what's up? And that's what's funny because regardless of what, what something happened back then, that's how the wire works. Something can happen and you always found out about it in, in like within a couple of hours, even yeah. if it happened across country. If somebody bombed, somebody that everybody <laughs> respects as a comic bombed at uh at the comedy store on Tuesday night right. in LA by uh Wednesday morning at the latest, everybody in New York was like, yo, you heard since a bomb? Yo, I heard he caught an L. He caught a brick. Or the peppermint. Yeah, oh, yeah, or the mint. Yo, he was at the peppermint, man. Bill Bellamy was killing. And then my man went up and the and, and the crowd just <laughs> you know. And or the or the world famous Harlem Nights slash Club Five Five Nine oh, in Atlanta. Five Five Nine in that was Atlanta the world on famous, the Creative Tour. That was the world famous nigga boo room. Yeah, it's yeah. like if they did not like you, Bruce Bruce was the host, and he's like, "All right, y'all, we are gonna have that damage tonight, you know." And if y'all don't like these niggas, you know what to do. And everybody would go in unison, nigga boo. We're like Yo. <laughs> in harmony. Nigga <laughs> boo. It's like people came out for the purpose of booing yeah, people. Like, I remember doing that room. And, they wanted and, to be able to say that guy became famous, and I remember I booed him. Exactly, one. exactly. <laughs> that, how much time did you when you did you did the creative I, tour, yes, right? How I, much time I did, did it with hold Dion up, Cole? Let, let me before I say that, and I think <laughs> I said that on, on, on a previous episode yeah. in the, on the creative tour, which was a tour of a bunch of Chitlin Circuit rooms. Going up and down the East Coast. Yeah. When you got to Atlanta, you did Bruce Bruce's Club Five Five Nine, and he he wouldn't tell you how well somebody did. He would <laughs> tell you how much time they did. Yeah. So you'd be like, uh, uh, Drew Frazier. Yeah, eleven minutes twenty two seconds. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it was like a it was like a boxing match. You know. And so how how long do you remember? I made twelve minutes. Yeah. Okay. I made twelve minutes and and. I was doing my thing, um, because I went down. It was me and Dion Cole. Okay, okay. And um, I'm doing my time, and I'm like, I'm just gonna hit them as fast as That's I could. That's all you can do. And like, I yeah, at the time, I didn't even curse in my act, right. so it was like, I'm like, 
I gotta be high energy so they right. don't notice I'm not cursing. Right. And um, so I'm doing my thing. Because it's filled with strippers. Yeah. Strippers and and, and, and dope boys. And I felt like the nigga boo was coming. Yeah, yeah. They I was in the stretching. middle of a joke. <laughs> I was just setting up a joke and I just went, my name's Rick Younger. Good night. Boom. There you I go. get off stage and and Dion was like, yo, you you made 12 minutes. Boom. There um, you go. <laughs> and, and and that's a win. Sometimes it's a win. So boom. So Todd calls me. He's like, hey man, you ain't gonna. Uh, believe what just happened, man. So the show's going real well. Uh, it's nothing but, uh, you know, it's a lot of females hanging out backstage. Um, the, the energy's good. Red Grant was on the show. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's Detroit. So it's, uh, it's a lot of, like Biggie said, my Detroit players, there's a lot of players, you know, yeah. got the got the gators on, yes. they got their suits on, matching they got the matching derbies and Stetsons on, you got <laughs> pink suits and lime green yes. suits, and they cling to the to the Finger hill. waves you underneath know, the derbies. waves, the whole nine. <laughs> so I said, so what's up? He's like, nigga, you know, Todd talk, nigga. So T-Rex goes out there, and this fool, you remember T-Rex? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> Remember T T Rex used to have like a good section of his of his act that was about handicapped people. Right. Right? So he goes out there and like one of the first things he says is, What's up with all these wheelchairs? Uh. <laughs> but all the weird, like they they actually have a whole section. For for all the, the all the people in wheelchairs, all the dope boys that got shot out in the street that still wanted to come have a good time, uh, you know, rolled that part of my rolled, <laughs> they rolled up, up in there. <laughs> they rolled up in there, and this dude went at him. And what I say that Todd said that he did that, and that already, and then he went into another one of his ten you tap jokes when he's talking. Man, they they were ready to. Hurt dude, like yeah. rushed the stage, and I guess they ran him off this. I don't know if they started throwing things or what have you. I got one. Well, I got a, <laughs> he I, like I, choir boy in the five yeah, hard like <laughs> straight up. So, so he ran on. They red was I guess backstage, and they literally like uh, Bob something I think uh, who was the tour manager and uh, producer. Um, he grabs Red and throws him on stage. Red like runs and like, oh, hi team, what uh, what happened? You know, and yeah. so. Tony had to, Tony was the last comic. Right. And Tony Woods had to go on after this. Now, people are riled up and, and pissed off and angry, and yeah. Tony goes on. And, and I'm sitting like, Todd is telling me the story. So I'm like, so, yo, what happened? He's like, nigga, I ain't never seen this. Tony did the impossible and ripped this room, got a stand ovation. The first thing he said is, Hey, if y'all boo me, the show's over. Yes, you know? that's, that's what it, that's what it's, If y'all yeah. boo me, the show is over, shorty. <laughs> you wasted your money. <laughs> so it behoove you, you know. And yeah. then and Tony just did what Tony does, and next thing you know, he 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 woodsies him. You know, he, yeah. he bodied him, man. And then that's I think that's why everybody uh you know loves. So I love that. I gotta get Tony uh up here, man. Cause, yeah, because like, <laughs> Tony just always he just always been. I Tony's one of the few people that I don't have a lot of regrets. But Tony, I regret it was just an out of sight, out of mind Ooh. thing. I um I forgot to invite him to our wedding, Ooh. and I'll never forget because he he said something to me later on, uh -huh. and as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, it was honestly yeah. it was just an oversight. Yeah. You and I weren't hanging tight like right, right. that. 
Otherwise, I would you would have been there too. But because it, it was just it was we had a nice wedding because there was a lot of comics there. But it yeah. wasn't a it was a light day and everybody was snapping on each other right, and right. snapping on the minister. You know, <laughs> on the, oh yeah yeah Patrice, Patrice O'Neill. They I mean they were going in man. They were like the the, the, the our minister came. He was in, in this canary yellow <laughs> suit and uh and they were like hey. what did Patrice say? I think Patrice said. We got the kings of ministries on tour. <laughs> like, and my mom was getting mad because they were laughing. They, then, uh, then they were all clowning me. You know, like in the wire, Omar, Omar's coming. So, <laughs> my, the 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 uh, program says Dean Omar Edwards, and, and so as as and I pronounce you man and wife. We're walking back and all the comments. Of course, it's like right, the right. back of the bus. They're all sitting in the back. Yeah. Clowning through the whole uh, the whole ceremony, and then then you just hear Omar, 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 Omar's coming. <laughs> you know, so it was a it was a it was a nice moment, man. And uh, and, and Tony said to me later, he was like, "Yeah, shorty, I ain't get that invitation." And to this day, that's I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets um, in life because I feel like whatever you deal with in life is what prepares you to move forward. But I always feel like, damn, I wish Tony would have been because it would have been just that yeah, much yeah. more. That much more fun, you know? Um, but it's not about Tony. <laughs> but that's how much love he's got. But that's how know? much love he gives. We got, but we got love for, for my man Rick Younger, man. Now, Rick, one of the reasons I wanted to have uh, Rick on here is because you and I have a similar, um, similar background in that, A, we both, we really, what I noticed about you, obviously on Teen Summit, nobody was using profanity. I thought, was it you... Uh, Red Grant? It was me, Red Grant, Donnell Rollins, Donnell. Joe Claire. Yeah, like the whole Monique. DC uh, collective of comics. Yeah. yeah, and Monique. And Monique, okay. Yeah. And and at this point, was Mon was Mon was anyone... I'm trying to think if Dominique was on that show, because we were all rolling I, tight there. I think, cause, uh, I think Dominique I know, was. Because Monique was like, and, yeah. Royale and wasn't. Royale. Ricky Harris, I think, was on. Was Ricky Harris? But, I, but it was definitely a me... I remember Joe, you, Donnell, Red, Joe and Donnell. And Red, yeah. Because at the time, you know, Joe and Red are both frat brothers of mine. Right, right. You know, and um, we at at one point we were all managed by the same guy out of DC. Oh, who? Tracy Wiggs. Okay. Yeah. Who? Tracy, Tracy Wiggs. Just Wigging Entertainment. Just <laughs> we just Wigging. Okay. Yeah, so we were all on the show. Um, I actually was friends with uh, one of the people who was on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh one of the on air talent, uh on Ooh. Jam Friend. I remember on Jam yeah. Friend. And um I remember I was And what's his name? Who was the host? Uh, uh what was the host? Velma name? Johnson. Velma. Yeah. Which is always I was like, that's a girl's name. You know, it always <laughs> threw me. But yeah, the way I got on the show was um I'm hanging out with friend mm -hmm. and she's like, yeah, we're gonna do a show on comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who's on the show? Right. She tells me some names. I'm like, I know all of them. Right. And I'm like, and I know you. Right. She's like, well, you want to meet my my producer? I said, yeah. Right, right. So she took me over to her. I said, I'm a comedian. She's like, well, do, do some comedy. And I'm like, all right. I did comedy right there for her in her uh, office. Oh, dig it. <laughs> Made her laugh. And she's Boom. like, you on the show. Boom. Boom. You know? And this is when uh, a lot of people might not know that, uh, whereas BT now is based in New York City, in Manhattan. Right. But back then, BT started in, in D.C. <laughs> uh, uh, and was was there for... Actually, until what? Probably the the beginning of the millennium? Like they, very, they very recently. Even when yeah. they came to New York, they still had uh, D.C. DC offices. Offices. Okay, okay. So... 
So they they bring y'all on. And what was the uh, the first time I saw uh, BT Teen Summit uh, present comics? It's funny because I remember the episode Martin Lawrence. This is right before yeah. Def Jam premiered, Def Comedy Jam premiered, or right around. Yeah, it was either I think it was right before Def Comedy Jam premiered. So this is maybe late ninety one, early ninety two, and uh, so um, Lisa she married Charles Smith. Uh, was the host. This yeah. is before Velma. Yeah. So um, I forgot her last name, but Lisa, she was fine. Yes. And she's hosting, and so she brings Martin Lawrence on, and he talks about, you know, he, he talks about the success he's having, and he's yeah. like, yeah, we have this new show. Uh, actually, no, Def Jam had premiered, so this yeah. had to be 92. And, uh, and they said, well, we have some local comedians, and we want you to tell us what you think. So it was David Edwards... Uh-huh. D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan Edmonds, D'Artagnan Edmonds, and uh, and Chappelle, uh-huh. Chappelle, and every and everybody killed it. It was funny because um, Martin said, "Oh man, yeah, they all real funny." I, we we work on you know we we already finished this year's uh, taping, but hopefully we get them all on the next round. And I think like the next round, I think uh, and it's funny watching back then because yeah. every they all had great sets, but. Uh, David Edwards was the one who you thought was poised to pop because right. then he got the the Real World yeah. season two. He replaced and, and, Martin in uh, and the he House, did House Party, House Party Three. Yeah. So you're like, yo, this dude, and he was funny. Edwards yeah. was uh, Edwards, that was my man. Um, he was real, real funny cat man. And so uh, I was a, I was like, oh, that's dope that uh, that Teen Summit and BT yeah. were were giving cats a showcase. But I I also remember that. I, want, I think it was Donnell. Donnell or Red started clowning Velma. It was Donnell. It was okay. I remember that. <laughs> I, I was like, because I remember Velma got tight. He yeah, got yeah. tight in the face. He Donnell, was like, okay, Donnell, guys. All that, right. wasn't even the, that wasn't even the only time he went on. Uh, another time he was on <laughs> Teen Summit. And Drew Hill was also on there. <laughs> and he clowned the fat guy. And Drew oh. Hill. <laughs> what did he say? He was yeah, like, because, you know, they yeah, got those moves yeah. and they jumping and dancing around. Right, right. He's like, Big Boy was losing his breath. Right. <laughs> Tell me what you want. A cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tell me. <laughs> steak and cheese, you know. <laughs> so when did you move from, uh, from uh, D.C. to New York City? Well, you know, I started in 92 like you. Okay. And, um. I was out there doing the the, the circuit, the, mm-hmm. the Def Jam circuit. Like I said, as a non-cursing comedian in the in the Def Jam circuit, as you can attest to, it takes a uh, a lot of fortitude. Yeah, it takes a lot of honing other skills that uh you know. So that's why a lot of us are energetic right. and things like that. Um, I just had one of those epiphany moments where I was like. I am never going to be the top dog in this Def Jam scene. Okay. I said the key for me is to go, because I felt like my comedy was universal, was to go someplace where I can can do a more mainstream. And I and I know black people. Black people will find you. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave, Dave Chappelle is a perfect example of that. Dave Chappelle didn't do all the black stuff first. It's like he did... The mainstream stuff, right. and then black folks found oh, it was a it's this black dude with a special. Let's check him out, or right. you know, right, 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 you, right. When black folks see other black folks doing stuff, we will at least give you a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured yeah, that true. you know, <laughs> I'll I'll come through the mainstream and make a lateral move. So like around ninety six, 
I started coming back and forth between right. D.C. and Baltimore. And coming the, up to get, what, what I always dug about the, uh, I guess, the D.C. Baltimore um, cats was it seemed like y'all looked looked out for each other because I remember, I think, um, didn't Royale, Royale have a crib Royale used to live in, in Fort Greene? Yes, he had a, and like, he was there. And Donnell moved in with right, him. Right, I used to. I was on that couch. Right, a right. whole lot. Yeah. Um, that's and how Red I Grant met and, Red. Yeah. Uh, Joe when he would come up. Right. Uh, then Joe went to L. A. Right. But um, right, right. that's how I met. That's how I met Mark. Right. Um, and Mike Gibbs and all yeah. those guys. Right. Because they would come over to the house. And, right. Right. And I, and I would come up and do. Um, I would do like the Caroline. Right, Caroline stuff. Palm Court. You yeah. remember the bomb court? Yes. Bomb but court. I would also, <laughs> I would, I would call up like a stand-up New York and a uh -huh. New York comedy club, and they'd have these bringer shows. Right. And I was like, this sucks, but right. I would go and do that too. Yeah, right. and, and for um, those that don't know, uh, a bringer show is when uh, it's really a hustle. It's, yeah. it's when the club says, "All right, you know, we'll give you stage time, but you got to bring fifteen people." Yeah. Uh, which is frustrating for somebody who's not from here. Right, so, like, right. I'm exhausting all of my college friends. Right, and, but, right, you know, right. like, yo, come out and see me. I know you, you know, I'm I'm not in town much. So that, I kind of got it. But I reached the point, I was like, I can't keep doing this because I don't have enough friends right, up right, here right, to right, do that. Right, right. So um, just kind of bouncing in between the two. I moved up here for, in 98. Okay. And I was here, okay. I was here for about a year. Mm. Um. But had to leave again. But while I was here, I got in at the Comedy Cellar, and I was in at Boston mm -hmm. and over at Stand Up. But those New were York. those were like at that time. Those were like three of the premier yeah. clubs that you wanted to get into anyway. I mean, Stand Up because that because that gave you something uptown. It was right. really like you had you had Stand Up New York and the Comic Strip, and then I guess Dangerfields. But nobody right. nobody I knew was was sweating Dangerfields at the time. So yeah. it was really the Strip and Stand Up uptown. Yeah. And Midtown, you had uh, Caroline's, and, and Gotham, Gotham had just come, yeah. so that was the new hot spot. And then in, in the village, you had uh, you had Boston, Boston Comedy Club, yeah. and this and this. Boston actually was the hot spot. Like uh, the cellar, the cellar got hot after Boston because uh, uh, Barry Katz wooed Lewis Schaefer from the cellar, and and, and Lewis would would have. Boston Comedy Club. He was just the, he he was a comic and would host. He was yeah. like the house MC for most of the week, but he also would bark yeah. and 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 have it packed in there. Yes, he had on a, a gift Tuesday of night people off at, the street. At, yeah, uh, midnight he would have it. Hey, mm, mm, young black group group of black men, delicious. You know, yes. and he played this whole character <laughs> like. He was he acted gay, but he wasn't. So he's like, mm, Louis Schaefer, not gay, lightly fruity. You know, <laughs> right. and, and it, it would wind up packed in there because this dude just had this infectious uh, charm that people would rush rush yeah. in, and and that was the spot that you wanted to perform it in the uh, in the city. So boom, so you're here. What here. what made you have to go back? You said I, oh, had, was just... I had a roommate who uh, I, I my first booking, I booked this uh, non-union commercial. Okay, and. Uh, my check comes, mm -hmm. and my roommate, who was dating a girl who worked at a bank, cashed it. Oh, yeah, you know, me. And uh, so it was one of those types of things where I was like, I could have, I could have pressed charges because right. it was enough for it to be a felony. Oh, but I, I took the uh, Bronx tale. Uh, <laughs> it's better to be loved. I was like, 
Is I, it better to be loved or feared? What I did was like, I was like, for that amount of money, I bought this guy out of my life. I haven't, okay, you know, okay. haven't seen him since, you know. Um, so did you go, did you go back down? The check came to your address in, in New Jersey York? Jersey City, yeah. In Jer okay, in Jersey City. And he cashed it. And he but yeah, cashed but, it. Yeah, and it's funny because at the time, like I said, I was at these clubs and, you know, by all estimations, I was I was doing it. I was right, right. doing very well for the right. short period of time I was right. here. And um sometimes I was like, what if I would have just stuck it out and stayed mm -hmm. and stayed in at those clubs? Cause um I went back home, but I looked at it like this. I'll go so, back home. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. So what what made you say here I gotta go back back home? Because I Or you just I didn't know enough people up here to find another place to live. I couldn't live there. Oh, got you. Okay, you so know, because your room, your current roommate. Yeah. Because the, the situation I had, this was a this was a friend from college. Oh, and wow, you know, wow. it was one of those types of things where it was like, he was like, he wasn't a stickler about me having my rent and all this other stuff because he knew what I was trying to do. Okay. Now he said he wanted to manage me, but he wasn't doing anything. Right. So I was out here hustling on my own. Right. And I was getting things on my own. Mm -hmm. But I was like, he still has allowed me a place to live and, and doesn't pressure me about rent. When I have money, he takes it. But if I don't have money, he doesn't pressure me. But you usually give it to him. He, he right. can't just you know, it's, it. Yeah, you, it, it, he got it eventually. He may not have gotten it at the first of the month all right. the time. Okay, but so it was one of those types of things where I know he felt like he was getting his money back. But he should have given me the, the luxury to of <laughs> deciding to when and how he got my money. But like I said, because he was giving me an opportunity to pursue my my goals and dreams right. with, you know, because I didn't have a day job, haven't had a day job since 1994. So I was like, I was cool with that. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, off the grid, I, I can't you know? go back and get a regular nah, job now because nah. I've been away from work exactly. too long. Exactly. But um, so when that happened, I was like, I got nowhere else to go but home because where okay. else am I going to live and not be able, not have to right. pay rent? Right. But right. at my mama's house. And that probably had this thing because you're like, but that it it had this thing for two reasons. Number one, because you never want to go back home and have your family think you you're coming home defeated, tail tucked between right. your legs. And that's not. I don't even know if that's how. I I doubt your family felt that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were cool. Right, but just as a as a man, as a human being, you're like, damn man, I went up there and I, I was doing okay. It was like I was making some really good progress that. But I, I'm one of those people that believes that things work out the way they're supposed to work. And that just, I I feel like I was supposed to go home because when okay. I did go home, this is what I did. There was a there were a couple of comedy clubs in town, one of which they would let me headline once a month. Okay. I could put up, I could put my own show together. So I could pick my own feature and home MC. What, uh, and what it, club? It was called Winchester's. It's no okay. longer there. Okay. Um, and they would give me tickets and I could paper the room. Okay. And I could get on stage and be on there as long as I wanted to. Okay. So I got more stage time than I ever would have gotten in New York. Right, right, right. So I accelerated as a comic during that time, even right. though I was out of the New York spotlight. Because you really got a chance to sort of be find on, your voice. Yes, and be on stage right. and, and like get to be up, you know, an hour, hour and a half where right. I'm like, okay, this is like I'm in, going into the second hour of this show. Let me just start fooling around and doing different things, right, right, you know. Right. Um, so that was the upside. The downside was that I was at these good clubs, and when I came back to New York, it was like out of sight, out of mind. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you got to start all over. But in a painful kind of way because there were actual people who I'd spent time with, hanging out with for hours on end. Mm -hmm. And I would, I saw, would see them in places and speak to them and they would like speak to me like, you know, like they didn't know me. Mm. Like, I know that you know me because right. we both know that you know me because how can you forget a whole full-size human being that right. you sat with Right. For hours on end at a table right. after the show at the Comedy Cellar. Right. And, and, for, and, you know, and there, to this day, there's only been, I give it up to Artie Fuqua, Artie. Godfrey, uh -huh. and Judah. Okay. Those are the only three who acted like they knew me. Right. You know, not that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when I say act like and I knew you. And those are me, all three, every, every one of them are three just stand up. Right. And I'm not cats, talking about people know? who, like, what's your name? But, like, they spoke to me, but almost like, Oh, it's taking so much for me to speak to this guy who's oh, not in wow. at the cellar anymore. You know, that type yeah, of, you know. Yeah, yeah, And so now I'm back and I'm like, I got this personality thing. And and you you know me well enough. I just, I can't fake that mm -hmm. I don't, that I like you when mm -hmm. I don't. Right. And um, so that... That that right there already put me in a place where I'm like, I can't come back to this club because it's full of people that I can't fake like I like. Right. And it's, you know, so I was like, what clubs can I go to? So I started going to different clubs. Um, and just to kind of speed up the story, the straw that broke the camel's back was mm -hmm. that I went to the comic strip. Okay. Um, Lucian's still alive? My last, I auditioned for Lucian the night before he died. Oh wow! So he dies. Oh, so I'm like, okay, oh, was dang. he watch, was he watching my tape? Does anybody know? <laughs> Does he have some notes? Like, so um, Lucian used to uh, he he was the gatekeeper yes, at, at the gatekeeper strip. booker of yeah. the comic strip. So me being the kind of person that I am, I'm like, oh man, he's dead. I mean, he's uh, got to start over. But let me let. You know, let me not just descend upon the club. Right. Let, 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 let me let some let the body time cool pass, off. You know, smoke clear. Obviously, nobody told me that everybody else was swooping down on the yeah, club. A yeah. whole bunch of people got passed in a short period of time. Right. I'm across town at Broadway Comedy Club doing the show. This is when it's still the improv. Yeah. Yeah, and Starla, who was the pre gatekeeper, right, right, at this, who I totally, when when I had to go to the strip, I remember. Uh, and go through that whole. I I I cheated in that I refused to wait in line. So yeah. Dexter, you know Dexter yeah, yeah. told. So Dexter got my name on the list to yeah. to just showcase because I was like, I'm at that point. <laughs> I was like, and that was that probably a little arrogant, maybe a little <laughs> egotistical. But I was like, I have more credits than yeah. I, I think I had done. Uh, Def County Jam, show Showtime at the Apollo, and maybe Premium Blend. Yeah. So I was like, and I was looking at who all was yeah. on this, uh, getting burned at the strip. So I remember saying to Dexter, this dude asked, because Lucian had asked yeah. me after I, he was at Def Jam when I taped because Chappelle was hosting. And Chappelle was like really starting to get a lot of heat yeah. um, in, in, in outside of the urban space, yeah. in, you know, in, the, in the mainstream space. And so he came and he was giving me dab. He's like, yeah, you should come down to um, the comic strip. And I never did because yeah. I was like, I don't need comic strip, right, you know. Right. I'm, I'm, I just did Def Jam, and so maybe, maybe a couple of years later, I was like, I guess I need, I'd like right, to right. work that yeah. club. So I go in, and uh, so there was a lottery, and you had to wait in line. I was like, I ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. And so Dexter said, I'll get you on. I'll never forget. <laughs> I appreciate him doing that. 
So he got me on the list. I show I showcase, kill, uh, and Starla is like, yeah, you know, you, you had a really great set and the crowd loved you. I don't know if Lucian's gonna really like what you do. And and you only could say something like this when you're 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 full of youthful vigor because I looked at it without hesitation. I was like, well, why don't we let him say that next week to me? He can tell me that to his face. Because I, I, <laughs> in my mind, yeah. I honestly was looking at her like, who are you to tell me when you have no uh, credit that I'm aware of, you know? Well, you know, sometimes it takes that youth, youthful exuberance yeah. and or arrogance or whatever because um, when Starla saw me over at the Improv, right. which is now Broadway, she was like, why aren't you at the strip? And I said, well, because I, last time I uh, auditioned was the night before Lucian died. So I was oh, just, okay. you know, she's like, no, come over. Cause oh, that's she's like, She's like, I'll bypass. You don't have to come do me. You can go and audition for right. Greg was was now. Okay, Greg, Greg. Who, so, now, who now is at uh, Stand Up New yeah, York. Yeah, so I, I go and I audition. And real quick, that's not to say Starla's a bad person. I have any beef towards her. Right. You know, I don't want anybody like, oh, he went at... It wasn't even that. It was just in my mind... Because that's how the the comedy the comedy scene any scene really always mm. has gatekeepers, and so in my mind I was like, well, what what justifies you being the pre gatekeeper gatekeeper <laughs> right. to tell me that I can't at least present what I do yeah. to the gatekeeper? Well, you know, so she bypassed me to okay. to the now gatekeeper, right? And I have an audition, and I remember it because I was going to meet up with Wally Collins afterwards. Okay. So Wally said, I'll just meet you at the strip. Shout out to Wally. Yeah. So uh, Wally is like waiting for me to to do my audition. And I auditioned, had a great audition. Okay. I come out and... Uh, and I'm sorry, was Wally managed by them at the time? At the time, I know Wally played there all the time. Yeah, He's yeah. a regular. Um, so I go and I do my thing. And of course, I got to go speak with Greg afterwards. Right. And, for him um, to evaluate what, yes. what you did. Yeah. And he was like, um, he's like, you had a great set. You had a great set. But I, I just passed a whole bunch of people, so I'm not going to pass you right now. I'm going, I want you to come back in a month to audition again. Now, did he say he passed a lot of people or he passed a couple of black dudes? And, he didn't specify. That's, honestly, for those that don't know it, that's, I, that is the protocol with a lot of the comedy clubs is that... They have, at least back then, they still do now, but it's a little looser. But there was a time when certain clubs had their four black guys yeah. that they worked, their three women that they worked, and their one gay dude that they worked. Unlimited white guys. Unlimited white guys. <laughs> it's like, you can it's like, get it's like, white it's like the Olive Garden. Unlimited breadsticks <laughs> and salad. You know, it's like <laughs> white guys being breadsticks and salad in this uh, analogy. So um, I come out. And Wally's like, I know you passed. I just saw your set. There's no way you didn't pass. Right. I said, no, I didn't. He's like, stop playing. And I was like, I was like, no. He's like, let me talk to Greg. And okay. he goes to talk to Greg. Oh, wow. Greg sees him coming towards him and says, don't even try it. Like, oh, doesn't wow. even want him to, you know, give me a good word. Right. I'm like, all right, whatever. I come back in a month right. to audition again. Now, this particular night, no one is doing well. Oh, dig it. I go on, and I still do fine. Uh -huh. Not as good as the first night. Right. But I'm like, if you're a person who judges talent, you should be able to say, this night, nobody's really right. doing well, but this guy whack. did right. well. You know, not as good as the last time, but the last time, the crowd was more electric. Mm -hmm. 
Woogie, so, woogie, woogie. So I come, I go back to have the talk, and he's like, you know, you didn't do as good as the last time. See? And I'm like, okay. He's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You're you're a little too polished. Uh-uh. He's like, yeah, because Patrice O'Neal comes in and he experiments and does, you know, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, Patrice just did a, uh, this was when, right after Patrice had done his first half hour right. HBO no, special. Just, oh, he said, okay. And I'm like, y'all are comparing me to a guy who y'all are happy to have at your club right. because he's on HBO right. and, you know, he experiments and, you know, he feel, he's free to run people out and you're not going to stop him from coming through. But I'm supposed to audition with experimental material. Right, right. So, Andy, we I guess... polished the, experimental I guess the only... And the only thing me and Patrice got in common is that we're black. Right, right. Because if you've yeah, seen no. Patrice and you see me, we, we just don't... we just not the totally same. Totally different. Uh, you know? <laughs> and so... Yes. Uh, so he's like, well, I'm going to pass you for late night, but not for the... And, you know, and late night is this thing where you got to wait till the end of the show, you right. sign up, and the MC has left, and each comic brings up the next right. it's comic. Like, it's like a, a relay, a relay right. race. You hand the baton. When you finish, you go up, do your seven minutes, and then you, you, bring, you hand the baton, right. the microphone, to the next but guy. But if somebody who's already passed at the club decides to come up and do, they can bump you. Take it. You know, you know, I guess, you know at this point, I've been doing comedy for a while. Right. I'm in my 30s. Right. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like, dude, I'm too old to be coming out here hanging out for the hope of getting on stage. Right. Like, I, you know, I'm already someone who makes his living doing comedy. Right. You know, right. it's like, what am I gaining from this? Right. And it just reached a point where I was like, you know, between, I'm like, I'm going to be the guy who loses it one night in the <laughs> and then totally ruin all my chances. Because... I've never lost it at a comedy club, right. but I know myself well enough that that type of environment right. brings out an element of me that I don't want to show. Right. To I the, remember seeing, like, uh, like, say, I remember, and Wally is, Wally God is one of the nicest dudes on the planet that, that you'll ever meet. Sweet guy, real giving. He, yeah. You know, he was willing to stand up for you. But I saw uh, some somebody that ran one of the clubs tried him one night and 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 he had to go and when he told me the story I, my mouth was hanging open yeah. like oh, really you yeah. but he was like man and and because you, you people people always going to try and test the the, the nice guy the yeah. nice person that that they don't expect to blow up so then when they do blow up it's it's sort of that example that spreads and everyone's like oh um i guess we don't mess with wally his <laughs> but, name is wally i mean you you don't expect to have to ever hear somebody is yeah. a sweet guy, a sweet fella. But you know, it was one of those types of things, man. It was like, you know what? I cannot do it like this. I was like, I having to go through these people to give me the okay to have a career just was. I just, I just couldn't do it. So I, I was like, from now on, I'm producing my own shows. Okay. And or I'm doing my friends' shows. If my okay. friend asks me to be on their shows, right. I'll do their shows. Okay. Um, and that's when I when I started a show called Sold Out Comedy, which well, you was, were a part I was, of. I was just about to transition to that, but even before that, um, because somewhere in there, mm -hmm. you also wind up transitioning to because of for those that don't know, um, Rick is a, is a, has a has a great voice. Um, he's a very talented singer. And talented actor, and so and you you yeah. you alluded to it. You started when when your roommate uh, first um, you know stole your check. Yeah, you know 
You first, you so this is your first. That was your first commercial that, um, that yeah, you booked. Yeah. You get your first check, and I know that has to be a great feeling. But it's a great feeling because you just booked this commercial. Right. And what, were you freelancing with an agency? Yeah, or did I was freelancing you... with an agent. It's like the check. I just never got the check, and I and I know he had my Baltimore address, and I knew he had my Jersey City address. Who you're the, the, the agent? The agent, okay. So after enough time had passed, I was like, you know, I've never received that check. Right. It's like whatever happened, and he was like, oh my goodness, we sent that to you a while ago. Oh he wow. Went and. He checked his records. He's like, yeah, we sent it. And he told me where it sent it. I was like, oh, when he told me where he sent it, I already was like, I already know where this is going. Right. And he said, and it's been cashed. And he gave me all these details. And um, so that's how I knew that it, you know, all of that. So that to- means time had passed where your roommate's walking by and y'all are interacting. And he's he's already got your money. Is not saying, and you know, it's like, on like nothing's it's happened. It's like by... By the time I finally called, I'd already left living with him. Mm-hmm. But um, but he was but, interacting yeah, with you. Yeah, but he was knowing he, he got your check. Yes, there, there was a period crazy. of time where he he had to you know have already done it and was interacting. And just carry it on yeah. like, hey man, you good? Yeah, <laughs> need a few dollars? <laughs> need, some, need some? What you need? I was like, no wonder he treated me to dinner. Right, that right, time. right, right. Wow, that's <laughs> damn. That's that's. that's uh... Wow, but yes, you know, so I, I, I was like, I, I started producing my own stuff, you know. But with the, so with the commercials, this is your first commercial yeah. of many. Yeah. Because after you, after that, was, was that a light bulb, uh, an Oprah aha moment that made you say, you know what? There's something, there's something out here as far as these commercials. Or did well, you, you know, just do it here, here, luck out? What I, what I also did not, there was, a, there was a little something that I didn't throw in there was that um, once I moved back home, okay, I never told any of my agents that I was working with that I wasn't still in New York. I kept my New oh, York voicemail smart. number, which I still have to this day. Oh, dig it. And whenever they was called Was it arrow beeping voicemail? Yes, arrow beeping voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody had an arrow beeping voicemail. And so whenever they called me for an audition, uh-huh. I would jump on a bus or something and wow. get up here okay. for my audition. Okay. If I couldn't make the audition, I told them I was out of town working ah, you know, as a stand-up, which, you know, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even a lie because I probably went and got on stage somewhere that right, night anyway. Right, right. Um, so I maintained a relationship. So while I was doing that, I um, I saw Rent, the cast of Rent okay. on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Okay. And when I saw that, I was like, I, I saw that. Remember that episode. I saw that multicultural, yeah. di- you know, culturally diverse cast. And I was like, I want to be in that show. Mm-hmm. So I started looking up who cast it? Mm-hmm. So I found out it was uh, Telsey and Company, okay. Bernard Telsey casting, and um, I sent a headshot to them. Uh-huh. I sent the headshot, and they called me into audition for the Broadway production. So for hold up, hold up, hold up, son. So rewind years, let me you So you just on a whim, the the, the just on an omen, you. Happened to turn on Rosie O'Donnell, which is funny because mm. I used to—I actually remember that episode because I was a big fan of her daytime yeah. um, talk show. Uh, I think also just knowing she was a comic, right. uh, made comics. You either dug Rosie O'Donnell, or you didn't, and I—I I, I always dug her from Star Search. Right. Uh, so you're watching, you see Tay Diggs, yes. And, and uh, Jesse L. Martin, Jesse and Adam Pesc- is Adam yeah, Pesc- um, uh, Pascal. It was it was yes, and 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 
is it is Adam rap or Anthony rap? It's, it's yeah, the rap Anthony, brothers. One, rap, of, yeah. one of the raps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what? Um, Adina Menzel. Menzel. Uh, 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 Daphne Ruben you Vega. You, the not, original not, cast. Not, not Adina Menzel. You mean Adele? <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, so, that's, yeah, I was like, I want to be in that show. And um, it was like, so, so I, you go to back, back, uh, backstage, backstage, Ross reports, whatever was out there right. at the time. I just did my research because these out. are all things for 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 any actors. I don't even know if those are as relevant as they were, yeah. but I remember back in the days, you would go and get uh, backstage in the Ross reports, yeah. and those these were pamphlets. Um, these were magazines yeah. um, or little handbooks that came out. Were they monthly or weekly? Um, um, Backstage is weekly. Weekly, okay. And Ross Reports was monthly. Okay, so Backstage was like a weekly newspaper that uh, listed everything from acting classes. Sometimes you'd see, like, in the back, you see stand-up workshops. Yeah, stand-up workshops. Uh, head sh- p- people you could uh, get in contact with to get res- yeah. uh, uh, headshots and business theater cards. Auditions, theater auditions, musicals, uh, Films. Film and everything. Films. And then the Ross reports was even more in-depth because it would list everything in production yes. um, both on both coasts. And, and even, like, down in North Carolina yeah, or what yeah. have you. Any place there was a casting director or, yeah. or an agent, you could get information through Ross reports. So I found out, and I sent my headshot. Uh, to Bernie Telsey casting. Yeah, and they, they called me in. And it's so H- how funny. How much time passes between you doing this sort of mass uh, mailing Cause now it's easier. Back then you had to get well, stamps. You had to have. It was like I saw the show, and then not too long after seeing the show, I saw that they were actually casting replacements in the backstage. Oh, dig it! Dig so it. I sent, to, you know, and I get a call, and they're like, "Prepare music for the roles of Collins and Benny." Oh wow! Wow. I didn't That's know cool. that you've never auditioned for I'm any never, yeah, musical, I'm, I'm, let I'm alone never Broadway. Auditioned for a musical. And I've only seen what I saw on Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> so I don't know the show. So I'm, they're like, go they're prepare music for these roles. They're like, we, they, we have music at, uh, at Telsey's office. You can go pick it up. I was in Baltimore. Uh-huh. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I just go to like a music store and buy the, um, the, the entire the, cast, the, the cast uh, album. And I was like, okay, which one of these songs is Collins or Benny sing? So I found the song I like that Collins sung. And I was like, when the day of the show, the day of the audition, I'll just go past Telsey, get the music from them, nice, and then go to the audition. I'll go a little early so I can keep my ear against the door and listen. Right. And I'll be good. Right. And you had your music background comes from church. Church, yeah. yeah okay. Singing in church, singing in bands and stuff okay. like that. You know, a little a little voice stuff in college, but right. I mean, okay. you know, I come from a musical family. So at least you had you had some you had the the some training, enough training that you could listen to a song because you've always been musically inclined. Yeah. But you can hear a song, you have perfect pitch so yeah. you can you can uh find where you need to be right. uh in the music yeah. and pr- perform, produce. So, I go because I'm like, I, I got to New York early in the morning. My audition's in the afternoon. That, that was I'm smart. Like, I'm going to go down to the morning auditions, just hang out and listen. Oh, that's funny. I go there, and they're not having morning auditions. Oh, damn. So I'm now like, you just All right, there. that's cool. That's not a problem. Okay. I'm musical. I'll be fine. Right. I go to the afternoon. I'm like second or third on the list. Oh, damn. So you don't have a <laughs> lot of people like, to oh, listen to. I don't to. have a lot of time. 
So I'm sitting in there, I'm listening, and I'm like, they are singing a song that I did not prepare. Oh, wow, wow, I, wow. I just thought... I just thought I could sing whatever song by one of those two characters that I liked. Right, right. So my time comes. I go in the room, and I'm like, okay, let me just explain to y'all something. Um, I did not get this music until this morning. When I got the information about, I just thought that I could sing anything from the thing, uh-huh. the musical, uh-huh. and... So I don't. I really don't know this. Who's music. to paint the picture? Who's in the room? The Victoria producers. Pettibone, who at the time was the person who was in charge of casting Rent, both okay. Broadway and on tour. Okay, and a piano player. And that's it. That's it. Uh, and anyone from casting, from like Bernie Tozzi's office. Well, Victoria, she, she, she is, worked is for. From, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, I'm like, she's like, well, what did you prepare? I said, well, I prepared. Um, I'll cover you the reprise. Okay. But the the actual music was from the not the reprise, the, you know, <laughs> Santa Fe, and I'll cover you, and all this other stuff, and we'll see, boys, which is a Benny song. Okay. So she's like, I, I was like, is it possible that he knows that you know that song? Can we do that? Uh-huh. He's like, uh-huh. I, I'm just been hired for the day. I it's like everything about this. It's like as it's happening, everything like it's like it's like come at, on. At what in point, my head, I'm like something good has got to come. It's something at what point gonna, do you say? Can we go Acapulco? <laughs> <laughs> so she heard this whole story and she's like, "Well, start singing and um maybe he'll be able to." And I just started singing the song. Okay, okay. And um and uh live in my house. I'll be your shelter. You know and um. Good he was tone, like, good tone. I can tell you can sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Like, okay. I'll give you a call back. Okay. But next week, come back prepared. I'm okay. like, all right. <laughs> I came back next week and yes. I was prepared. So I got a call back to, uh-huh. to go to for the Broadway replacements. Uh-huh. I didn't get it. Uh-huh. But a couple months later, she's like, hey, um, would you be interested in doing the tour? And uh I was like, sure. Wow. So she's like, come in and audition for the tour. Uh-huh. And like this was another one. Of those. Benny song. No. Yeah, so I just came up to, for the day, dressed nicely, and I was like, all I'm this just, time nobody knows that you're you're no nobody living yes. uh, down in. I there. got a frat brother, Jay Ballard. Give a shout out to Jay. He lived in Brooklyn. Uh, he's the godfather of my son. We've been tight since 1989, uh, and um, I used to come and stay with him. So like, I came up, I'm hanging out with him, and uh. I go to the audition, mm-hmm. and because the last audition was a week apart between the audition and the callback, I'm like, it's I'm just going to come up for the day, right. do this audition, and go back home. Okay. I come up for the audition. Mm-hmm. I get a call before I leave town. Um, can you come back tomorrow for dance auditions? Oh. I came up in slacks and dress shoes and a sweater. <laughs> I don't even have dancing stuff. Right. Jay is substantially shorter than me with smaller feet. Right. <laughs> so I had to go back the next day uh-huh. um, and wearing these little clothes uh-uh. <laughs> to learn like choreography. Black Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and that, mind you, I'm not even a dancer. Right. I'm just like, as they say, someone who moves well. So I'm like, all right, I'll go and I'll do the thing. And I go and I do the dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking my dancing sucks, but come to find out I'm auditioning for a track that doesn't require a lot of dancing. Right, okay. And I got cast in the wow. national tour of the Broadway musical Rent. Wow. And which was cool to, to see something and say, I want to be in that, yeah. to getting it. 
But it's, it also, the, it's the secret, man. Yeah, it's but it, it was one of those, but it was also, it taught me a, a very valuable lesson because I got it and I was expecting this wonderful, magical feeling, uh -huh. some type of change over me, like, you know, and I didn't feel any different. Oh, wow. You know, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? This is probably how it's going to be for whatever else I want. <laughs> you know, right, okay. like not, you know, like set your goals, go for it, but just realize that if you don't have the, if, if you're looking for that thing to make you happy or to bring a change in your life, mm -hmm. then don't do that because it's like, you're not going to be any different the next day. You're just going to be a guy in a show that you wanted to right, be in. Right. You know, I, you but know. you are, you, there had to be a part of you that was excited that you booked it. It, it was you're you know, just definitely you, excited you, that I, that I booked it. It right. was a great experience. Right. I loved it. It's like, it's funny because I also, uh, one of the things about Rent is uh, it's about, uh, you know, about AIDS and, and it's homosexuality. There's male on male kissing. So when my brother found out I was in, in Rent, he's like, so you going to have to kiss a dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, you know, that's funny because brothers, that's the first <laughs> right. thing we're popping the brother's and, head. And, like, and I said, word. Probably he's like, all right, all right, all right I'm like, hey, you know, he just wanted to know. You getting paid for it? He wasn't. He wasn't like in judgment of it. He just right, wanted right. to know. And you know, right. I did wind up having to kiss a dude. Okay, when okay. I went on his Collins in in Washington D.C. of all places, a backyard. <laughs> yes, my aunt and uncle are there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I did learn a valuable lesson uh -huh. in the hierarchy right. of people you want to kiss in life. Right, a good looking dude is not at the bottom of the list. Okay, okay, you know? okay. It's good looking woman you like. <laughs> Right, good looking woman you don't like. Right, good looking dude. Okay, then everybody else falls dude, under that. Wouldn't wouldn't a, a, a passable transsexual go before <laughs> a good looking dude? Well, he's kind of playing the part and of then, a, a okay, transsexual. Okay. <laughs> well, yo, we um, cause I, we're not done with Rick, man. But I actually I want to um because you we started talking about uh you know sold out comedy and uh. Mark Theobald, who also um, did a previous, I think he did like our fifth or sixth episode. Uh, I want to get Mark in since he, since we both good friends with him and have him talk about that or have us all talk yeah, yeah. about the sold out comedy experience from inception on. Yeah. Um, before we bounce, is there anything that you, uh, you want to plug coming up? Well, uh, you can see me regularly on the Today Show. I'm okay, a, yes, I'm on yes, the sir. segment Guys Tell All. I'm on there once a month. Okay. So I'll be on at the beginning of, of January. You can always find out anything about me by going to rickyounger.net. Boom. Yes, and Boom. Uh, I'm Rick Younger on everything. At Rick Younger on mm -hmm. Twitter. At Rick Younger on Instagram. Or if you Google Rick Younger, mm -hmm. I'm like the first five pages of Rick Younger. Are you? That's, yes. that's which is a beautiful thing yes. nowadays. Because every so often, like for me, like I had, like there's there's a white Dean Edwards. Uh, <laughs> that there's a there's a there's a there's a chef who's named Dean Edwards. Uh, there was a like back in the MySpace days, there was a white dude that played guitar uh -huh. uh, named Dean Edwards. Well, I, I have Rick Younger, who's a basketball coach. Okay, and uh, like a I think it's. Uh, Community College in Indi Indiana or okay. something like that. And there's a Rick Younger who's the captain of a ship. A uh, captain yes. of a ship. Yes. That's so, like, funny. So you've done research on your doppelgangers? Yes. <laughs> um, well, well, Rick, I appreciate you coming through. We're not done with you because I, I still, I, I want to probe, um, probe, uh, pause. No. Uh, well, I've I wanna, kissed dudes, so go ahead and probe. Yeah, right. No, I, <laughs> I want to I discuss... Um, not because the rent story is amazing, and, and 
it, it's reflective. It reminds me one day I have to tell the story of how I wound up uh, working on Shrek the Musical because it was very similar yeah. in that I was totally unprepared. But I think, I think what helped you was that you were honest yeah. as soon as you walked in the room. Yeah. And what's her name, Victoria? Yeah. So as soon as you walked in, instead of you trying to, instead of you just trying to BS it, yeah. you were honest up front and you said, look, uh, <laughs> look here, this is, here's what I know yeah. versus but, what y'all yeah. have. But you know what? And that is, and I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes we, we lose sight of that. What you are selling as an, actor when you go in the room is yourself yourself you know and it's like and it's funny because tracy has reiterated that he's like you got to go in that room and take over and take and just be who you are sometimes you you're gotta not be yourself sometimes you're not right for something but they won't forget you at the very least give them give them a little part of your heart man exactly That's present it. yourself you know and it's like you go in there and sometimes you're so busy what what does the what does the guy want and because like I book commercials, and one of the things I always do is I look at the, the copy once or twice. Then I'm like, okay, how would I say it? And I go in there and I right. say it, say and it. I keep talking until they tell me cut. And you, how many commercials before before we go? How many commercials in say the last in the last? Because there was a time, <laughs> yo. For those that don't like, if you don't know Rick's name, you definitely know his face because there was a time. Where comics are like when your friends are working, you're always happy because you're like, oh, he's making some money, getting that residual, <laughs> you know. And so I remember I had to be watching something, and you had multiple commercials. I had this running. one What's period the most of time you where had I had running? five running at the five same time. Five spots running at the same time. That was time. pretty nice, man. Which is you beautiful. Know, like right now, I um I just um found out that my Dunkin' Donuts that's been running every Halloween for like the last three years is nice. running again. And nice. so that was nice. So that one runs seasonally. Yeah. Okay, but that's even nicer. But you know what? It's like I, I can I can only be thankful or thank yeah. God that um I have consistently been on television. Mm -hmm. Since my first national commercial, which was the Verizon commercial in like 2005 ish. And was that the one that your roommate? No, no, because oh. the one that, that was, that was a non union okay. one. That was like my first one ever. Okay. But um, like then a, there was a little drought after that. Okay. But then I had, then I had this period of time where I booked like a, I was becoming like the king of the non, I had like these couple of non union <laughs> commercials that, that were they were running so industrial. much. They were running so much till no one had any idea they were non-union. Oh, you remember uh, the Burlington Coat Factory? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had. And so, like, I was starting to book these non-unions, and I was like, man, I just, I just need to book a, 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 a real a national right. union. Yeah. And that's when I got the Verizon commercial. Explain to to listeners the difference uh, in. Union versus non-union, and maybe not. You don't have to yeah. get into specific well, yeah, basically numbers. Basically, union is is protected uh, to the point where every time you every time your commercial shows, you get paid for it. Right. Non-union, it's usually a fee that you get paid and that buyout. covers like usually for a year. Right. Okay. But it doesn't compare. Like that Burlington Co. Factory ran a whole lot. Where right. it's of no course. way the amount of money I made for it. Right. It, they did not pay me. What, right. Like, right. the Verizon ran, and that ran for a while. Yeah. And it's like, to see the difference of the amount of money I made with that Verizon commercial yeah. as opposed to that Burlington commercial, which probably ran more than the Verizon of course, commercial. Of course. Um, 
gives you an idea of why you want to be in the union. Right. You know, right. sometimes people get hungry and thirsty and all those words that describe how, you know. And desperate. People, you yes. just, you want to you be on you TV. You want to be on something wanna, yeah. so much that you like, I don't care if it's union or non-union. I don't care if they pay me. I want some exposure. And it's like, no, man, it's, it's people making money. You should be one of them. Yeah. You know. Well, especially because not only are people making money, but there's money out there to be made. Yeah. And if you can say no to something, chances are eventually you will get the opportunity. Because the, the, the flip side of that is you're doing that Burlington spot and everybody always seeing it thinking you're caking off. Thinking yeah. that, like, oh, I just saw, I saw that, that, that Burlington spot like three times last night while watching, you know, the game know. or what happened. I'm eating, I'm eating the chicken and fried rice trying right. to make it spread over right. several weeks right, right, while right. you watching my commercial repeatedly. But after the Verizon commercial, I pretty, you know, pretty much have all, you know, have been between that and the Today Show. Okay. Have okay. been on, consistently on television, um, since 2005. And the, the Today Show uh, joint, that how often, because um, I know it's, it's, it's you and a couple other it's guys. It's traditionally once a month. It's called Guys Tell All, and the the usual lineup is me, Chuck Nice, and Bob Guinea, and we usually have a fourth person. It's kind of like the wild card. Okay, okay. Um, we do that at least once a month. We've had months where we've done it more than once a month, but I've been doing that consistently for about five or six yeah, years now. Yeah, have been on for, for yeah. stretch. So yeah, it's it's cool too because it's like to be able to be on something and to get known as myself. Well, and I remember you know, when you first started doing those. Todd was like, "Hey, Rick, man, you better watch out. Chuck Knight's gonna try and be the only brother on that." <laughs> but trust me, you know it's funny because that's how it is. That's the state of of being black in the industry. It's yeah. like you think there's only room for one. Right, so, like we like, like we Highlander. Believe me, when Chuck first showed up, I was like, oh, "Okay, one of us is not gonna right, be here." Right. And, and I was assuming it would be me because. That's Chuck's thing. Chuck yeah, does a lot yeah, of the talking he heads talk and a lot of hosting type things. But um, I give them credit because they realize that Chuck and I have a wonderful chemistry and they're like, you know. And a nice contrast. That. Yeah. You, you know, because a lot of people just see two black guys. Right. But if you right. really, you know, if you if you look and listen, you're like, those guys are not the same guy. Right. You yeah, know? Chuck is 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 higher energy and and I guess more brash, whereas yeah. you're more methodical and, and, and uh, uh, Heady, I guess if that's yeah. I try to answer the question. You know, I've all this is after a while. You kind of learn what you know. You what do you do, you do comedy you long do, enough. Right. You know what makes you funny. I've always been the guy. If I keep talking, I'm going to say something funny. Right. And I find that I tend to be more funny when I'm speaking of something that I'm passionate about. Right. 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 And um, so I don't. I don't. I don't tr aim to try to be funny as much as try to answer the question because I know that I'm going to probably say something funny. Right, right. The because it's just come out. Just because that's who you are. Well, there, there you have it, man. A, a man of many words, yet few words at the same time. <laughs> Y'all can find him. Just just type in Rick Younger, Google him, and you will find him wherever you need to find him. Is your man, Dean Edwards, man. As always, we appreciate y'all listening. Big up uh, to everybody that checks out the Father Muckin' Protocol. Uh, Vessi will be back soon so that we could finish the Onyx story that we got into a couple of weeks ago because a lot of people were uh, 
or you know, hit us up online and social media saying, "Yo, but he he never said the N word, but you also got sidetracked and never finished the story." So um, we'll make sure we get back into that next time. Vessi is in here. Uh, yo, as always, we appreciate the love. Subscribe, comment, like on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes and all things comedy. Jamal Dean Edwards. Uh, y'all can catch me. Uh, where where can people where can people catch me? Uh, well, I will be at Georgia Southern University by the time y'all hear this. So y'all check that out on uh, September 4th. That's in Statesboro, uh, Georgia, which I just learned I, I don't have to fly. Because I thought I was going to have to fly into Atlanta and then rent a car and drive three hours. But fortunately, I could fly into Savannah, which is only like 40 minutes um, away, which made my day son. I was like, geez, I did not feel... Nobody feels like flying two and a half, three hours and then having to drive another three hours man so uh so y'all can catch me there and uh and then i'll be back on norwegian we'll be back on norwegian for a nice long stretch gonna work on my tan uh big mike as always thanks for the sounds man handling making sure we sound nice and crispy it's your man dean edwards we'll catch y'all next time on the for the monkey protocol two fingers peasy